I have the uh, the opportunity to bring the word today. Um, and and the, 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 before I kind of get started, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Ricky Long. Uh, I've been a part of Verez for about, man, eight, nine years now. Um, it's, it's been a huge blessing. I grew up in a Vietnamese Methodist church. Um, yes, Vietnamese Methodist church. Let me, let me, let me talk about that. Um, I was the kid who uh, just couldn't pay attention in church. So my mom would always send me downstairs to the kids' classes. And even there, they'd probably want to send me out, right? And so um, it just was one of those things where it was, it was uh, for me as a, as a kid, it was hard to understand. And uh, eventually grew up, <laughs> um, really found Jesus for myself through a, 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 a little Bible study that I was actually able to be part of, found Jesus um, and said yes to him. And that was when I really started my relationship with Christ. Uh, it was such a cool opportunity. That was when I really discovered what the Holy Spirit was, um, and, and all that goodness. I remember uh, the first time I heard my brother speak in tongues, I thought it was weird. Uh, I thought he was uh, saying something in Vietnamese again that I didn't know, but um, it wasn't. It was tongues, and uh, that was really the first time that I got introduced into the Holy Spirit, and he would teach me, and then through that Bible study, I'd learn more and more, um, and then I came to Res. <laughs> That's when I like I saw people with their hands raised, all these different things. Like the music was different. I was so used to a band uh, that was the size of like, I, mean, I could count them in my hand. You know, maybe three or four. Um, but that's kind of what I experienced. Uh, again, raising your hand was a little weird. I remember in this Vietnamese Methodist church when I finally exp- saw people started to do that. That's when it was for me. It was just like, wow, we're 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 moving in the Holy Spirit. This is awesome. Uh, that that was when I came back to that church for a little bit. But anyways. Um, been a part of Rez, Rez Life. Uh, I said Rez Life. Uh, been a part of Rez Life for, again, eight, seven, eight years, more than that. Um, time just kind of been flying. Um, really, for me, in 2013, I think it was actually when I made my uh, debut here, um, it was, a, it was just a, it was such an overwhelming experience because at this Bible study, this is something that I got to experience. But again, the Holy Spirit and, 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 and the way that the Spirit moves, and then I come to a church that models that, right? Um, so it was just a, a unique opportunity there. Uh, I met my wife here. We met cleaning toilets, custodial team. Thank you, bless you. Uh, I was a part of the custodial team for a little bit. And then really uh, from there, I mean, again, guys, I, I, I'm so dedicated to Res Life. I have R and L tattooed to my, to my wrist. I'm just kidding, it's Ricky Long. Uh, people, people, people believe me when I say that. You know, they're like, wow, man, you're really dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, Ricky Long. Uh, it just happens so so to work like that. Um, but really, um, just just started. I mean, my family. I, I met my wife here. My I have two boys, Jedediah and Zane. They're up there. I'm just kidding. I didn't send them the photo. I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. If you want to see them, just let me know. You can come by and check. I'll get. I have it on my phone. Uh, you know, every proud dad, right? Uh, um. But uh, there's that, and then we're expecting another one on the way in October, so we're pumped. That's going to be my girl, all right? That, that will be my one girl. I'm declaring that, believing that. We've been walking that out, um, and that, that, that'll tie into the, to this message today. I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, but the, the, the question that I want to tackle today is, could we be so blinded by distractions or circumstances that we forget the promise that has been made on our behalf? Um, and the journey that I want to take us on is actually going back to Moses and the Israelites. Um, I love picking on the Israelites. No, I'm kidding. Uh, that's not funny. Anyways, um, <laughs> I make myself laugh. So uh, the reason why I wanted to go there um, was, was 
There are things that God did when they were journeying out of Egypt that I look back sometimes and I think to myself, how could they not see? You know, um, how could you not see the pillar of fire and that'd be enough? Like for me, like you were sitting there like, Lord, I just, I hope for your provision. But if I saw a pillar of fire walking, I'm like, I know that's God. That's it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like for me, that'd be enough, right? I look back to the story and I'm thinking, that should be it. But how many things am I going through right now that I, that, that I would need a pillar of fire to believe? I mean, come on. There are things that God is doing in my life right now that I have to believe that he's working on my behalf without seeing the pillar of fire. He's done things in my life already that I can look back to and go, all right, God, you were there for me then. I know that you'll be there for me now. So that's kind of the journey that I want to take us in. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pray real quick here, but uh, I'm excited to be able to deliver the word to you guys. Time does fly fast when you're up here. Wow. Um, but let's, let's get after it. God, we thank you for today. God, we pause and we take a moment. God, I thank you, Lord, that the stress isn't on me. Lord, I thank you that you are the one delivering and that you are using me as a conduit. You are using me, Lord, to share your word. And I thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity. I thank you to be able to speak to these men, God, and just share what's on my heart, share what's a part of my story, but also the revelation that you are giving. It's not about me, Jesus. It's all about you. And I thank you, Lord, that you get the glory in this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're going to start off uh, in Exodus with Moses. And uh, Moses in Exodus 3, 7, 7 through 8. I'm going I'm to go back to that real quick here. Sorry. It says, Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their suffering and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. I kind of want to stop there. So in that moment, God gives them a promise. This is what he tells them. Okay. This will happen. I am there for you. I am with you. This is the promise that I will give to my people that I'm there for them and that I'll provide for them every single thing that they need. That's it. That's what he tells Moses right there. Okay. And so um, I, kinda, I, I want us to remember that right there as I, as I kind of go through a quick story. So when my youngest was on his way to arrive, we had the opportunity to uh, know the gender. And I being, you know, me, I already had a son. So in my mind, I'm like, you know, this is my daughter that he promised me. That's right, Lord, do your thing, right? And so I remember building up to that day, the, 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 the 20 weeks. And um, I remember sitting in the car. I'm like, babe, this is so exciting. I know, you know, like, do we have the names already? Yeah, I think this is the name. Okay, awesome. You know, so we get there, right? And I'm sitting in the room, and I'm already ready to hear this lady uh, tell us. Hey, congratulations on your, on your first daughter, right? So I'm sitting there, and she's sitting there, and my son's in my lap. Jedediah is in my lap, and uh, the lady, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll tell you, it's, you'll, you'll see why. Um, she, she goes, and she puts the ultrasound thing onto her belly, and she does this number, okay? She goes, I was like, that's it? That was kind of quick. And she goes, do you really want to know what you're having? She didn't know I wanted a girl. Yeah, I, I definitely do want to know, right? And she goes, well, you're having another boy. And I'm like, nah, nah, uh-uh, uh-uh, no way, uh-uh, check that again. 
She goes, sir, I did. I was like, that was too fast. No way. <laughs> Obviously, she saw what was in between the legs. Okay, so she knew right away. Me, I'm like, nah, ain't nobody can do that that quick. Do it again. You know what kind of thing? No, <laughs> no. She was like, sir, you're having another boy. I was like, <laughs> and I remember the look on my wife's face. She looked. I mean, it's different as as a woman. She she has. Uh, the feelings of, you know, the kicks of, of, of the baby. And so for her, this was real, and, and she was able to experience that anyways. For me, I had this thought, man, this is going to be my girl. And I remember sitting there going, just, I was completely silent. And I remember her looking at me, and I just couldn't, I couldn't look at her because of how ungrateful I was. And I remember on the way home, she asked me a couple times, she goes, are you okay? And I just didn't say anything. I just... Babe, are you okay? I couldn't say anything. And uh, finally, we get home. She goes, are you be okay? I'll be fine. And I remember dropping them off, and I was going to head to our college ministry called Access. And on the way there, um, I was really angry, to be honest with you. I, Lord, you told me if I ask, I'll receive, right? You tell me to make my request known, and you'll be, okay, yeah, Lord, I'm doing that. And here I am. And I'm driving, I'm frustrated, and the Lord goes, Ricky, aren't you just happy? I'm like, Lord, this I know this ain't from you. Ricky, aren't you just happy that your son's healthy? And that's the moment that I started weeping. Because the backstory behind that was several months before that, my brother and his wife were supposed to have their first uh, child, daughter. And uh, I got a call a week before she was due saying that they couldn't find a heartbeat. The day that she was supposed to be born, um, or the, this, the 10 days before she was supposed to be born, they brought her in. And, uh, you know, through inducing her like that, she was born, stillborn. Um, Zara was her name. And so for me, God reminded me of that situation and said, Ricky, you are so caught up with having this or that, but you forget that, man, like I promised you healthy children. Okay, Lord. It was in that moment that I wept in my car on the way to church. And I realized how ungrateful I had been. So I say that story to, to go back to um, the promise that the Lord made Moses and the Israelites of saying, I have everything covered for you. I have it all for you. Just trust me, right? This land you've never seen before. There's, there's nothing like it. I have so much for you. Um, and you know, my, my first point in this is a bad attitude can numb the effects of God's work. Not saying that he does, he's not at work, but it can numb the effects to you as a person who's receiving and God is working in your life. You can lose sight of that. And so, you know, I, I go to the, the, the pillar, the, the pillar of the, the cloud and the fire, you know, and the Lord went before them by day in the pillar of cloud to lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they may travel by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from them, from the people. The trip was about 40 years, okay? That happened every day for them. Again, I'd like to believe that right now in my faith, in this, in the, in where we're at right now, if I saw a pillar of fire by day, or by, by night and a pillar of cloud by day, I'd have to go, ah, it's God. That's got to be him. I know he's right there right now, okay? 
All right. Okay. But then the next, you have uh, the crossing of the, the sea, right? And uh, when Pharaoh, so this is Exodus 14.10. It says, when Pharaoh draw ne- uh, drew near, the, uh, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you've taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? It is not that uh, it is not this what we said to you in Egypt. Leave us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Okay, that happened right before they crossed the sea, and again they already had the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. Again, I can't. The focus wasn't on what God was doing. The focus was on their circumstance. Okay? So, again, their, their attitude was, you know what, like, this is what we were, you know, like, you, you, we it would have been better for us to be, uh, to, to be slaves, to be servants of the Egyptians, than to be where we're at right now. And I'm here thinking, you literally have God walking with you by day and by night. Just keep that in mind. Then next, I want to bring us to uh, Exodus 15. 20, uh, what's it? Exodus 15, verse 23. It says, When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Marah. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. Okay. Again, there goes another miracle right in front of their faces. They weren't focused on the miracle. They weren't focused on the Lord. They were so caught up and focused on their circumstance. Man, I have nothing to drink. My kids are going to die. I'm going to die. My animals are going to die. We're thirsty. Dude, just give me something, okay? And then the Lord was like, yo, I'm going to just mix you up some Kool-Aid real quick. Drop a little drop. Okay, obviously he didn't do Kool-Aid. It was something. I mean, I imagine it being something. It said sweet, Everybody knows Kool-Aid's sweet. All right, I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe Propel. Uh, <laughs> another one, I, was, I missed this a little bit ago, but in, in, in Exodus 14, they literally cross the sea. Have you ever seen Bruce Almighty when he's sitting there in the, in the, 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 the diner and he's parting the tomato soup? Okay. Obviously, this is in a grander scale. I mean, let's be honest. If I saw any seas part, in my mind, I'm like, okay, the pillar of fire, cloud, eh, maybe not. I guess it's not the Lord. But this water splitting up, oh, my goodness, I know that the Lord's here. They cross the sea, and then again, they get to another moment of, Moses, I knew you wanted us to die. That's why you took us out of Egypt. Man, I knew it. I knew you wanted our demise. I knew that you were against us all along. I knew you were Egyptian all along. You might be an Israelite, but I knew you were Egyptian all along. This is you doing the whole little spy thing, huh? No. The Lord said, I am for you. He gave Moses everything he needed, right? At the burning bush, he was equipped. And so I think about, again, in this moment here, right before their eyes, God did another miracle, but somehow they missed it. As soon as they got after it, they're like, okay, so what now? They get to some, some pond that they're, that they're thirsty and they, don't, they can't drink. Obviously, it wasn't a pond. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but it was a place that they couldn't receive water. And again, their circumstances totally stopped them from seeing the provision of the Lord. And the next is the bread from heaven. Okay, by now, <laughs> if you can't see the pillar of fire or the cloud, 
the seas parting and you can't see that the Lord is for you, I'm hoping that if he's raining down uh, good, I mean, I imagine this like a French croissant or something tasty. Maybe it's uh, red lobsters, the, the rolls, okay, falling out of heaven. Okay, I'm telling you this right now. If, this, if that's raining down right now and at this point you're like, I just don't know where God is. At this point, I'm just saying this right now. Your attitude needs an attitude shift, right? Because in all reality, the Lord has promised them and provided for them. And again, this happened for 40 years. 40 years. The Lord provided them, provided for them. How could you have missed that? And every time, I, you know, I read these verses. So there's, again, this is Exodus 16, uh, 16, 2. And the whole congregation of the, of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. And we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you brought us out into the wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. And then later in 12, Exodus 16, 12, it says, I've heard the grumbling of the people of Israel say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat. And in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp. And in the morning dew laid on the camp. Uh, and when the dew had gone up, there was a, it says, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. They had enough of it. There was an abundancy for that. The Lord told them, and obviously as you read in the story, get as much as they can, fill up. It says, fill up. Despite their circumstances, the Lord said that I have it covered. I'll provide for you. Despite their circumstance, I am for you, is what the Lord is saying. And then later, too, in 17, 2, it says, Therefore the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water. And the people grumbled against Moses and said, Why did you bring us again out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst. And as I'm reading through these scriptures, I just think to myself, like, Lord, at this point, I would just, boom, all of them. I'm kidding. That's just me being human, okay? I'm just tired of it. At that moment, I'm like, Lord, I'm, I'm reading through this, and I, and I laugh because I, I hear, it says here, I have heard the grumbling of my people. God hears every single thing we say. Our attitude, our thoughts, everything. But despite the attitude, despite the terrible attitude that they had, God said, I'll provide for my people. I heard the complaining. That's okay. That's something that God can handle, right? It's something that the Lord can handle, but man, boy, do we miss out on the opportunity. My second point is a bad attitude can blind you from the miracles. So we go back through these miracles, and literally we think about every single moment. They were so caught up in their circumstance that they couldn't look past where they were at. Again, in this day and age, I'd like to think to myself, okay, Lord, if I saw you walking pillar of fire, I know you're there. I wouldn't question. I, I, that would be the one miracle. I mean, that's it. That's it. Lord's like, nah, I'll give you another one. I'll part the seas for you. I'll make it so that your captors, you will never, ever have to see them ever again. The people who had you in bondage, the people who had you in that mindset, in the enslavement mindset, You'll never have to see them again because I'm that good to you. Okay, that should be enough. I mean, one's good, two, okay, awesome. 
in the next one, the, where, where they're at the, the, the water that, that the Lord turns sweet, I want to read this verse to you. It says, uh, in fifteen twenty six, it says, If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I'll put none of these diseases on you that, I'll put on, that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. Don't worry about any diseases. I'm your God. I'm your healer. I have you covered. That's a bold statement, but that's a bold God that we serve. Right? And that's what he tells these people that he, as, 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 he, as he's taking them because he's heard their suffering, as he's taking them away from the things that has held them down, held his people down, he promised them, I have you covered. Don't worry about sickness. Don't worry about disease. Don't worry about COVID. Don't worry about the government. Don't worry about what they're teaching in schools because I'm so much bigger than those things. The question that I have for you is where is your attitude today? Lastly, in Exodus 16, 35, it says, The people of Israel ate manna for 40 years till they came to the habitable land. They ate the manna till they came to the border of the land of Canaan. And for me, that there, I said, Lord, why is that so, why did you highlight that to me? And it was in that moment the Lord reminded me, it wasn't just the manna that he provided for them, but all of those things before and all those things after, right? The Lord promised them an abundant land. The Lord promised them not just land, but abundant health to cover them, everything that they need. The Lord was there. The Lord walked with them for 40 years and told them every day, I'm here with you. Literally, I mean, he, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to wake up every day telling my wife, hey, babe, I'm, I'm here for you. Okay, every day by putting a, I'm just going to go set a fire outside for you so that you know that I'm here. I, I tell her and she believes me. The Lord was like, I'm here. You know what I imagine the, 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 the Lion King, Simba, I'm here. Yeah, that's what I imagine. You know, and I think about Moses and the Israelites and, and, and the attitude that they had. I, I, okay, I'm going to put my, my age out there. I, you, anybody ever seen Toy Story? Grandparents, if you've seen Toy Story with your grandkids. And I'm just throwing this out there, okay? So in this, throughout the whole series, this is what I was reading through this. And all of a sudden, I'm like, Lord, there's someone that reminds me of this. Woody from Toy Story. If you notice Woody in, to, in Toy Story, he's always looking out for, for the rest of the toys, okay? Uh, <laughs> And in that, every single time he's looking out for the toys, the toys are always like, yo, it's probably Woody's fault, okay? This all happened because of Woody. And I'm like, Lord, like, why? And then it, made, it dawned on me. I'm like, every time they grumbled against the Lord and they grumbled against Moses, like they weren't, like, like, like the Lord and Moses weren't for them. Again, they couldn't see past their circumstances. They couldn't see past the, 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 the mind of, and, and the bondage of slavery. They couldn't see past their circumstances and where they were at. They could only do what they knew. But the Lord said, trust me, I'm here for you. Boom, pillar of fire and cloud. I'm here for you, trust me. Boom, water's parted. I'm here for you, trust me. Boom, Kool-Aid. But I'm, just, I'm here for you, trust me. Manna from heaven, okay? I'm telling you, I, I really believe that the rolls are probably red lobster rolls. Just throwing that out there um, because they're amazing. So, and then my last one, my last point is a bad attitude can make you miss the promise. You know, I think of Joshua. I'm going to turn to Joshua real quick here. In Joshua 5, 6 through 9, it says, For the people 
of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness until the nation, the men of war who came out of Egypt, perished. Because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. The Lord swore to them that he would not let them see the land that the Lord had sworn to their fathers to give to us. A land flowing with milk and honey. So it was their children whom he raised up to the place. That Joshua circumcised for, the, they were uncircumcised before they had not been circumcised on the way. When the circumcising, man, that's a lot of circumcising. When the circumcising of the whole nation was finished, they remained in their places in the camp until they were healed. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. And so the name of that place is called Gilgal to this day. And so I, I, I stopped there in the scripture. Um, if only they could see how much the Lord was there for them. If only their circumstances didn't get the best of them. If only they weren't so caught up with the now. They could see what the Lord was doing. Because again, the Lord was actively working for them. And I guarantee you right now, there are things that we have in our lives. There are things that we are experiencing, that we are going through, that we are currently in the middle of. That God is at work in. And the challenge that I have for you <clears throat> is are you so caught up in your circumstance that you're missing what he's doing? What kind of attitude do you have right now? Could you choose to align your attitude to reflect the position he has placed you in instead of partnering with the circumstance you are currently at? When you do that, a 40-year lesson could and should have taken only 11 days. Keep your eye on the promise, not the circumstance. You know, I think about Joshua, who walked in the promise of, of the Lord and was able to experience the promised land. This was interesting to me, that during that time, he was able to defeat a total of 31 around their kings. The reason why that's significant to me is the promise of the Lord. The Lord told him every time, I'm there for you. Do not worry. I got your back. And I love that Joshua is faithful enough to go, you know what? Lord, I trust you. Psalms 119, 147 through 148 says, I rise before dawn and cry for help. I've put my hope in your word. My eyes stay open through the watches of night that I may meditate on your promises. Focus on the promise. 1 John 5, 14, 15 says, This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Philippians 2, 14 through 15 says, Do all things without grumbling or questioning, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of your crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Have an attitude shift. Stop the grumbling. It's easier said than done. I get it, yeah. But man, 
in your quiet time, in your quiet place, when you're at your table with your men, talk about these moments. Go, hey, I've been struggling with this, but I'm prepared, I'm prepared to lay it down. Could there be something in your life that God is working on or doing right now that you can't see because you're grumbling against him? As we look at the Israelites and have told us ourselves, no way, that cannot be me. I can never miss God working for me. <laughs> I made that mistake the day that I, I told him. I was like, Lord, really, a girl, or a boy, another one? <laughs> I was like, Rick, <laughs> aren't you just glad? And that was the heart shift. That was the moment that I, go, I, that I told myself, I was like, Lord, here I am, so, so ungrateful, grumbling against him. Man, Lord, like, that's not the matchbox car I wanted. No, Ricky, <laughs> that doesn't matter. I've told you that I'm for you. And so that's the question I want to leave you with. Is there something in your life right now that you're going through that maybe you just can't see that God's working your life because you're so focused on that? Versus what he's promised you that he would do for you. So that's kind of what I want to leave you guys with. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. I thank you for your word, your gospel truth. I thank you, Jesus, that as we focus on you, Matthew 6.33, everything else will follow. I thank you, Lord, that my trust is in you. I thank you, God, that we are here as brothers and are able to connect and lay down our lives, Lord, to just know Jesus, that you are for us. You are for us, and I thank you, God. These men will leave here knowing today, or they will find out how much you are for them. Have your way, Lord, in everything that we do and everything that we say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.